I think everybody wants to know how much did that disaster on the field against Middle Tennessee, how much did that affect Miami's recruiting? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy weekend. I'm Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, contributor on allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes the first first listen of the day, maybe the last listen in this case. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Let's talk some recruiting. John Garcia Jr. Uh, John, Hurricanes fans are kind of panicked about recruiting after what happened on the field last week. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. And look, it, it is it's never as good or bad as one game could maybe push your perception towards. That that's always a general rule in recruiting. So uh, like AM's not suffering after the app state letdown. They've probably right. been recruiting better since that yeah. point. So on the other side of it, it's never as bad or as good as, as a game might tell us. So always good a bye week's a good time here to to reset, relax, and uh figure out the rest of the cycle, and in this case, the season for Canes fans. Yeah, I want to remind everybody that when John Garcia joins us, he's the director of football recruiting for Sports Illustrated. He joins us courtesy of LinkedIn Jobs. They are the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash College. Terms and conditions apply. Have you heard any feedback, John? Because I know I, I was reading some comments and, and what you said is good because it's not like, you know, some people think, oh, they lose that game and everybody decommits. They never get another player ever again. Um, it's <laughs> never it's never as bad as people think. You know, I did read some comments, for example, from uh, Christopher Johnson, who I know, you know, Miami has been track, tracking and even favored for him, uh, you know, the running back out of Dillard and like. You know, he he said uh, to on three, he said, like, I didn't watch the game, but yeah, I heard what happened. And it does it does affect my perception of Miami and, you know, implied that it maybe maybe hurts Miami's chances, at least a little bit for him. Have you heard anything else along those lines from any recruits? Not really, Alex. Those are going to be fewer and, and further between. Now, look, it is year one under Mario Cristobal. So there is still kind of a baseline that recruits are looking to, I would say, discover. Right. Uh, especially on offense. I think. There's there is an expectation that this thing will will get figured out. There was probably an expectation that it would already be figured out to a degree. But there are recruits like Chris Johnson that are keeping an eye on the utilization, the plan more so than the production or in this case, a lack thereof. So for certain positions that are keeping an eye on their future spot, their future coach, how that is being utilized in the first month of the season. Yeah, you're paying attention to it. But again, it's not going to be a deal breaker or a deal maker uh, on the other side of this thing. It's never that simple in recruiting. You know, does it hurt for a couple days a week? Sure. But over the long haul, I don't think you see a, a direct impact for, for one game. It's not the national championship and it's not, um, it's not something where, where it causes additional conversation, right? Yes. Right. Embarrassing in, in a window, in a phone booth, Something needs to change. Something needs to be corrected. Everyone understands that. But that page will be turned, and that will kind of be it, right? If there was some kind of repercussion from the coaching staff, somebody gets fired, something like that, then all of a sudden it absolutely will have a direct impact on recruiting. But for a first-year coaching staff still trying to create that identity of what 
this UM program is going to be, it's really hard to say uh, that it really hurt recruiting in terms of actually landing a prospect versus maybe not landing him overall. Right. And, you know, Miami did miss out on a player that they were hopeful for, um, Tyler Williams, the four-star wide receiver out of Lakeland. Uh, he he picks Georgia uh, on Tuesday. Now, Georgia had been considered the favorite. It seemed like Miami was getting some momentum. Uh, and, and now that he's picked Georgia, and I know that, and you can speak on this, John, the recruiting never really stops until they sign. So I'm sure with a player like that, they're going to keep going. But it also looks like Miami is looking at some plan Bs at receiver. And there are some good plan B's you know a player that obviously I don't get to watch a lot given that he's in Nebraska but uh, Malachi Coleman who's a similar kind of build a six foot five wide receiver four-star player and what stands out about Coleman is he's incredibly fast I mean at six foot five he runs a 10.4600 meter so uh, and he's making a visit to Miami next week where do you think Miami stands yeah, I think this is a, a bit of a, a surprising development, but extremely timely for the Canes, right? A lot of these smaller slot receiver types are on board. You feel good about in general in terms of what Miami's recruiting, two of them currently committed. So so the perception is, what about the big guys? What about these boundary type of, of wide receivers just swung and missed for Hakeem Williams as well as, as Tyler Williams? William Foles was maybe a bit of a different scenario, but certainly there is some um, something to be desired from a recruiting standpoint with this body type at that position, especially watching, you know, the current team at work. So I thought the timeliness of securing this official visit was really important uh, for Miami with with Malachi Coleman. Um, and it's advantageous, right? He's he's not only from Nebraska, he's from Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. So this was considered almost a Cornhusker lock earlier in this, the year into the spring and especially in the summer when he took his official visit to Nebraska. But obviously since that point, Nebraska stumbled out of the gate. Scott Frost has since been fired. Uh, so now it feels like the door is a little bit open uh, for Coleman and a couple of programs are trying to make moves to get him on campus. Miami is going to be successful in that regard here going forward. I think Ole Miss gets him on campus here uh, this coming weekend. So some interesting competition developing for Coleman, but that door in terms of his recruiting process feels as wide open as it's ever been, basically from the moment Frost got canned uh, at Nebraska. Now, obviously, they're going to hire a new coach, and yeah. that coach will certainly prioritize the, the top talent in town. Uh, so that will be something to, to note later in the cycle, and it probably makes Malachi's decision extend a little bit longer than some of the other guys will talk about. But that's okay for Miami. This is a newer relationship. He's not frequented Coral Gables to this point. So getting an official visit right out of the gates after a sudden change in his recruitment, I think is really timely, especially considering what Miami needs at that position. He's basically a cut and paste of what you want and what you would desire um, at that spot. Uh, and, and a freaky talent, like you said, 10-4 for a guy who's 5'8", five, 5'9", five, is impressive. 10-4 for anyone is impressive. When it's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, it just goes into another stratosphere of, of wonder. Uh, if it wasn't for Nicholas Harbor, we'd be talking about Malachi Coleman as, as really the kind of the freakiest head turning uh, track guy in this class of 2023. So this is a big deal. A uh, kid who's, who's averaged a ton of yards per catch in Nebraska, whether he's a receiver, a tight end, some kind of hybrid in between. Uh, he's the type of prospect you certainly want on a new modern 
offensive roster. So you, know, you understand why Miami's gunning for him. And, and again, the door's wide open. So let the chips fall where they may after you get him on campus. Stick with us here on Locked on Canes. We're joined by John Garcia, Jr., Director of Football Recruiting for Sports Illustrated. Got to ask him about a local wide receiver prospect. Plus, got to get our weekly update on the Pancake Honcho, Samson Okun Lola. Guys, you know I'm having so much fun playing Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to spice up college football season. Guys, it is so easy to get involved at Underdog Fantasy. You just create your account on the website or the mobile app. Um, my selections this week, you want to look at the Pick'em challenges every single weekend. My pickums for this week is I'm going to be watching the ACC like a hawk this week. Miami doesn't play. I'm going to be scouting North Carolina. I'm going to be looking at those big matchups in the Atlantic division. Uh, so I like Jordan Travis, believe it or not. I like Jordan Travis to go higher than 260 and a half passing yards against Wake Forest. I like Drake May, the North Carolina quarterback, higher than 265 and a half against Virginia Tech. That seems like easy money because Drake May just shows up and he throws for 300 plus yards. And I will take the Virginia Tech quarterback, Grant Wells, under that's lower than 220 and a half passing yards. So that's my three player uh, selection there on the pick em. You can select as many as five players and you can make real money, guys. It's easy to play, and it's available in over 30 states. Just pick between two and five players across any team, and you decide if they will finish higher or lower. One of the easiest fantasy-to-play games out there, and you can win cold, hard cash in a single game. So sign up with our promo code Locked On. That's all one word. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code locked on. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Alex Dono alongside John Garcia Jr., Director of Football Recruiting for Sports Illustrated. Uh, so, John, uh, another receiver that's gotten Miami's attention, um, Micah Mays, who's actually a Wake Forest verbal commitment. Uh, he is from the Benjamin School in North Palm Beach, Florida. We talked a little bit about him last week, but I mean, is this is this a player? Because I know for Miami fans, maybe he'd been flying a little bit under the radar. He's a, a four star per twenty four seven. He's a three star composite player. Uh, he's six foot two, so he's on the larger side. He's not as big as as Malachi Coleman, who we just talked about, but he's on the larger side. Uh, what's going on with his recruitment? Well, he was back up at Wake Forest this weekend, and and for those Canes fans who missed it, huge Wake win. Uh, oh over my gosh! There, my, my gosh, just. Uh, just a, a monumental. Well, well they, they lost, but it was a fantastic me, performance. On the flip side, yeah, huge yeah, yeah. game for Wake yeah, Forest game. offensively. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting my years mixed up here. But yeah, he was back up there. Obviously, look, the offense wasn't the issue, right? I think it was, uh, you know, in the high 40s, uh, if memory serves. So yeah, uh, th this Wake Forest early evaluation and, and commitment that he gave them is going to be tough to beat. You know, this is not uh, cut and dry, right? Wake Forest has dipped into Florida for great prospects and has turned them into, you know, high-level ACC prospects and eventual, in some cases, NFL prospects, at wide receiver in particular. So I do think that there is some staying power with the Demon Deacons. Uh, and look, he's saying all the right things, especially after that visit. Understandable, but also understandable that the Canes are, are going to keep an eye on this one. I, I think when you, when you talk about the Tri-County area, Dade Broward, Palm Beach, there's probably about 10 receivers that Miami is going to stay on, committed or not. The, the biggest names are the obvious ones, right? Brandon Ennis, Jalen Brown, Hakeem Williams on down. 
But I think Mays is going to continue to get uh, some attention here from the Canes coaching staff because, like you said, he's got great size, great production, another three-sport athlete, great basketball player, even better on the track. Again, not as freaky as Malachi Coleman, but he's got a state title in the 400-meter dash to his name at 47 seconds, which is absolutely moving. So there's a lot to like athletically about Mays as well. He, it's not just about, you know, hey, he's a great possession receiver uh, and, and very productive. There, there's a lot of juice there in his game as well. So I think you can see from the Miami perspective a clear idea, right? The goal is to get these these bigger bodies that can absolutely pick them up and put them down. And I think when, when we talk about a game like MTSU hurting Miami, look at the flip side, right? If you're selling something at the U, hey, come play early, right? Come come yeah. get some playing time right out of the gates because there is a huge need at the wide receiver spot uh, for basically all body types, right? So I think Mays is going to continue to hear from the Canes, although, again, he's saying all the right things about Wake Forest. And by the way, I don't think Miami is the only other program that's going to start uh, efforting a flip uh, in this regard. He's becoming one of those guys as a senior who's playing his way into more consideration, and it's inevitably something he will consider, in my opinion. Now, I think uh, if I could only get one more like big time commit in this class, hopefully more than one, but if I can only get one more, uh, I really want the Pancake Han show. I really want Samson Okunlola. I'm greedy. Miami's already got really good offensive line recruits for 2023, good verbal commits. Um, and they've got arguably the best one in Francis Maui Go already. But Samson, oh, I'd love to have him playing left tackle. Uh, Maui Goa playing right tackle. The team would be really strong offensively. What's the latest on Okunlola's recruitment? Yeah, I think I think Donald, I think some teams would take that right now in 2022. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let these guys be my bookend tackles. Uh Okunlola is still figuring things out. Uh, I do think there's still the possibility of a visit. Previously, he said, if I'm gonna take one of these other officials and he has up to two remaining, I'm gonna do it in September. Uh, so we were thinking last time we were on, okay. September's over at this point. So naturally, he's probably not going to take any visits, although that door has yet to be officially closed. I know he recently spoke to Chad Simmons, good friend of mine, uh, working at On3. Uh, and he said, look, you know, maybe I take one or two more visits, but nothing is planned and nothing is set. And that can also be said in terms of his timeline. He's still on kind of the thought of, hey, I think I have enough to, to maybe pull the trigger here. And he did kind of lean towards maybe there's a private leader here, which we would assume is Miami based on the buzz that really the Canes have held since he took that, that I believe June official visit. Um, you know, I, I think that would be good news for Miami. The sooner, the better still in that regard, but he was kind of flirting with multiple timelines in terms of when he might actually make that commitment. It should be noted again. Look, he's a kid up in Massachusetts. They play a lot of Saturday games. Very hard for him to take official visits when you're playing on Saturday. Uh, you're not able to take in uh, that game day experience at, at School X, whoever is trying uh, to host him. Probably and, a good and, thing and think, he wasn't in Miami last week. Well, yeah, sometimes <laughs> a bit of a, a benefit, uh, even even without getting him on campus. Um, and look, it, it's getting heated up for him too, right? He's, he's easily the best offensive tackle remaining. I mean, for us, he's the number one overall, period. But he's certainly the top offensive tackle remaining. So Alabama's uh, getting involved uh, a little bit more. Oregon, Michigan State. There's still a lot of heavy hitting contenders, really coast to coast uh, for Pancake Honcho. So Okanlola will be a huge focus for a lot of programs down the stretch. But until he sets that next visit and or commitment date, 
I'm still feeling like he's he's really comfortable with that hurricane angle, right? Crystal ball right. and mirror ball, that combination were on him in Oregon. Um, they still understand, or the kids still understand, and Francis Maui Goa and the others have echoed this. They still understand that it's such a luxury to play for a head coach with that offensive line DNA and then Mirabal individually, obviously a well-noted recruiter and developer at the position that is still resonating with recruits. Uh, so, uh, and, and, and it should be said, all these commits have kind of doubled down on, on the Canes, right? You, you wonder if the, the staff nudged them a little bit, but we saw a whole lot of, Hey, I'm still a hurricane after the, the embarrassment at MTSU. So again, it's never as, as, drastic maybe or dramatic as as we think but on the other side recruits are still very high on the canes particularly uh oak and lola on the offensive line i love it john garcia jr make sure you follow him on twitter at john garcia underscore jr and check out his work in sports illustrated john thank you so much enjoy the rest of your weekend always a pleasure alex thanks for having me it's our pleasure. And everyone, make sure you make Locked On ACC your second listen. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts. They take you around the conference in 30 minutes or less. Thank you for making us your first. Uh, we will talk to you again throughout the weekend, throughout the bye week. And then next week, it's back to business, my friends, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.